Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to NFLs. It's a hat made out of straw. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade, and that's pretty much how I see all of your football arguments. Uh, straw man. How do you that's feel about that? I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot this episode. Um, it hurts, and it's nearly a non sequitur. I would say so. Ooh, it's like it's you're kind heading of... for a slippery slope here. If you want to go down the <laughs> the logical fallacy <laughs> pathway, man, I love fallacy based arguments. I think that it's really productive and gets people mm-hmm. very far. Anyway, as I said, I'm Jacob Wilkinson. Welcome, Drew Wade, back to the 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 don't the fellas fellas lounge fellas dome. lounge this is the nfl's uh bna smoking lounge you can come in here and buy a vape for 60 dollars before you get on a plane and uh talk to us oh, yeah. about football so um let's do it uh before uh we get into it is there any news from around the league that you can think of anything that's happened in the last week? I mean, this is kind of the slow period, so I don't feel like we're going to have weekly news. Well, the Fournette thing happened, I guess. That's kind of Fournette, funny. Uh, Lombardi, Lenny, playoff Lenny coming in. Uh, it's been reported that the coaches aren't happy. He's reporting to camp uh, nearly 260 pounds. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of Lenny. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, dude, I'm here for... I I feel like my takes are maybe too like lax on players letting themselves have a personal life recently, but um, uh, like clearly my man enjoyed the offseason. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he put on like thirty pounds. <laughs> yeah, his listed weight from last year was two twenty eight. So yeah, quite quite the summer Lenny's had, <laughs> but uh, I think he'll probably just whip himself into shape by the time actual training camp comes around. And this will just be a non-story. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's funny it's that funny. <laughs> people are making a huge deal out of it, but I also think it's funny that he weighs 260 because, <laughs> yeah. like, man, that's just a glow-up. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. not even, like, a weight thing. It's just, like, it, like 30 pounds in six months is just crazy to me. <laughs> yep, this guy gets paid millions of dollars to run fast. <laughs> 260 pounds. All I'm right, sure he'll work it out. let's get into it. <laughs> He'll, dude, just think about that dude running right at you with all of that extra off-season Twinkie on there. You think that that's going to be good a for lot you? Harder. You know, nobody's talking about this angle. Maybe it's just so that he's harder to tackle. <laughs> he's I imagine he's still pretty tank. fast. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, unless, <laughs> unless he's like put on 30 pounds and not been doing running, which would be so unbelievably funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not what happened, though. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty funny story. Anything else you can think of? Not really. Um, other than that, the only news I saw broke today that the 49ers, unsurprisingly, uh, gave Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade. So we all knew that was going to happen. Just mm-hmm. he's he's been rehabbing his shoulder injury. Looks like he's going to be getting better. So, um, what do you think is a good spot for him to land? Because uh, obviously the 49ers are done with him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, who's who's even looking at this point? I mean, like, maybe Seattle would be on the table, but, like, I don't know who 
San Francisco would be trying to take from Seattle. This is my problem. Like, so is San Francisco just going to be playing their backup from last year? I mean, they drafted Trey Lance number three overall last year. So obviously that right. is who they're wanting to go forward with into the future. They kind of got into this weird limbo mode situation last year where Jimmy was just winning games with them, for them. And uh, Trey Lance kind of underperformed in some of the starts he had and he got injured. So, you know, they didn't want to put him out there too much. But um, still reports coming out uh, this offseason is that maybe Trey Lance isn't as far along in his development as the team was hoping he would be, but they've already pretty much cut, cut their ties with Jimmy. Um, so it's going to be awkward if Trey Lance isn't going to work out for them. But. Yeah, this is this is a really weird situation for me. Like, I feel like they've kind of waited a little too long to throw him into this trade pool because I know like a few months ago um, when we were doing fourth and goal, it was kind of like there were all these teams that were looking for quarterbacks. But now yeah. I feel like pretty much all of them have found somebody at this point, especially now that uh, the Panthers have picked up Baker Mayfield off of the Browns. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Seahawks are the only team that strike me as not like confidently presenting a starting quarterback at this point um so maybe seattle i'm not sure do you have any thoughts yeah seattle is really the only location that is still looking for a starting caliber quarterback i would think Mm -hmm. um but they've been adamant that they were gonna roll the dice with drew Locke and geno smith so uh, we'll see if they really meant that or if somehow an in-division trade happens and uh to get Jimmy. I've heard people talk about like maybe uh, if Deshaun Watson receives a lengthier sus- suspension that the Browns might look into acquiring Jimmy for the year. Um, but that just seems unlikely just given um, salary cap stuff and just they've already committed so much of their future to Watson and at this point it doesn't seem like his suspension is going to be the full year. So yeah, I don't think that's very likely. Oh, that reminds me. That's another story I heard. Um, like the PA is apparently preparing to to sue if he's suspended for over a year. Um, yeah. So I awesome. doubt that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Now, which is yeah, awesome for sure. Very exciting situation um, that keeps elevating. I don't remember how much we last talked about this, but like. I'm just really watching to see like what comes what comes of this deal that I heard of most recently because unfortunately that to me seems like the most clear route to some sort of punishment at this point but that you know secure is a pretty good season for the Browns if that happens so we'll see I suppose yep um definitely I feel like a lot of the NFL kind of is hanging in balance right now waiting for that <laughs> to settle itself um yep but in the meantime, we can talk about these divvies. Um, I think let's divvy it up. Let's divvy it up. So I just want to say I think that our next two episodes, the South Divisions and then the West Divisions, will be covering the worst two and best two divisions in the league. Probably. I mean, maybe the AFC North is competing for like one of the two West spots, but I think that that's sort of the direction that we're moving. However, I think on this episode, we will be discussing the best and the worst teams in the league. Mm. So maybe I'll in the leave same- that up to you to decide what that means. Obviously, I'm talking about, um, you know, the Cowboys being in one of those two categories. So yeah, the Cowboys are uh, the best in the league. Everybody knows how much I love them. 
Uh, speaking of which, now I'll let you go first with the AFC. You want to go? All right, week. sounds good. We will start with the AFC. So do you want to go up or down from last year's? Let's, um, um, let's, let's go from the bottom up, and then okay. I'll snake my way back in the NFC. Sounds good. So let's talk about the worst team in the league. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the New York Jets. Um, so, you know, perpetually New York terrible. Cougars. That's right. <laughs> the New York uh, <laughs> the Cougar New York Cougar Hunters, maybe. apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his, man, his, like, just got back from camp. Did I miss anything? Post, yeah, goaded. Oh my gosh, man, he <laughs> earned so much respect from me for that. I loved it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the Jets. What is what is there to say? Um, mm. you know, <laughs> not, not anything good. <laughs> not, nothing good. They've been. I, I'd say, like, pretty clearly, they've been the worst team in the league for the longest. Or I should say, like, they're on the longest streak of being a bad team in the league. In fact. Um, they are on the longest playoff drought in the league right now um, with the Broncos being second, which is really freaking exciting. But um, they're on the longest playoff drought. Thank you. I saw you giggling. I was waiting for it. They're on the longest playoff drought. They've been bad for the whole NFL's era. They were bad for basically my whole childhood up before that happened. I remember a couple years where it seemed like both New York teams were fine. Um, Giants way more so, obviously, because they won some Super Bowls out of it. (laughs) But anyway, um, so New York Jets, going into this year, I have a little bit of optimism about them on our Honeydew episode, just because of like the insane amount of capital that these guys had to work with. Um, I I was hoping that they would like really go after big talent in the draft. And I mean, they – Got a pretty solid draft. I think that they were graded like a A minus or something like that by ESPN in the draft. So pretty solid draft class, but like I think they really needed an A plus. Like I think they needed to go for like some like like I was basically saying in our Honeydew episode, like some playmakers, some jersey sellers essentially. I still feel like this team has a little bit of an issue with that. Um I I know that they were able to get um What's his name? Tomlinson, I think the the guard. Um, so they've made some pretty good trades during this offseason as well. So I I think like like I was saying earlier on this year, the Jets had the ability to be pretty proactive this offseason, and I think that they sort of went after it. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, they are still starting Zach Wilson, who Zach Wilson. <laughs> Um, so I've been talking for a while. Where, where do you think the over under is at? Um, let's see. Uh, how many did they win last year? I think they were three, four and 13 last year, four and 13. Yeah. Four and 13. So I'm going to put the over under squarely at, uh, four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> squarely at four and a half. It, it is uh five and a half actually. So. Oh, wow. A lot of some jets optimism from Vegas. Um, yeah, I know. Um, hmm. yeah, even, this guy on Fox Sports says that there's some hard overhead here as a Jets fan, so he's feeling too good about five and a half, which is, gosh, I can't <laughs> imagine being in that state. Ah, um, six wins. That's ooh, a little too much. <laughs> a little optimistic. 
Yeah, I'm also going to say that's a little optimistic, if you ask me. I think five is completely feasible for the Jets. Yeah, Um, five five sounds good. mm -hmm. But I will say, like, uh, the other bad teams in the AFC, well, I mean, like, yeah, never mind. I was going to say, like, the other, like, fourth seeds in the AFC are kind of having a decent offseason, but... I mean, it's not like they ever had a chance against like the the Ravens or the Broncos in the first place, right? Um, but yeah, it, I, I you know this team just always is going to have a tough time. I think that the rest of this division, this is sort of a spoiler alert, but I think the rest of this division is pretty stinking good. So like, it's a gauntlet alone for them to go like two and four on the year in the division. In the division, right? which um, is rough <laughs> yeah they're really counting on zach wilson to take a step forward in his development uh this year uh, we didn't see much from him last year granted i mean he's a rookie quarterback just being thrust into a bad situation so hard to really hold too much against him there but just uh, you really need to see him make some big changes this year if uh, you expect this team to move in the right direction and drafting garrett wilson in the first round giving him a alpha wide receiver i think that's going to help um but i don't know five like i said i think five and a half is a little optimistic still yeah Yeah, i'm taking the under on this one i think yeah i am as well for sure i don't i don't know if we've been pessimistic together yet but i like this energy i'm like this (laughs) um so i guess the dolphins were the third seed right that is correct yes yep are they even in this article? Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. So, um, Dolphins, man, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I talk pretty highly about them all the time now. But man, ever since they just gave up <laughs> on being a part of the Deshaun Watson ball, um, I just think it's been nothing but positives for this team. I think it's been really exciting seeing Tua be able to develop for real as the leader of the team um take their record from like one and nine to like nine and uh eight or whatever it ended up being i think it actually was 10 and seven which is pretty crazy so nine like, eight. You're right. oh yeah it was nine and eight. yeah okay so yeah very crazy turnaround for that team um almost flawless second half of the season and then you, you know during this offseason they pick up tyree hill um so pretty exciting stuff going on over there uh in the Dolphins receiving room now with uh, Tyreek Hill and also Waddle. I don't know his first name actually off the top of my Jaylen head. Jalen Waddle, yeah. Okay, thank you. So uh, where are you going to – where would you pin the over-under on the Miami Dolphins? So nine wins last year. I think Tyreek certainly moves the needle in the uh, positive direction for wins. So I'm going to go nine and a half. Yeah, you would think that. It's actually eight and a half is where they're Oh, going. yeah. They're going to get worse with Tyreek Hill. That makes sense. And with yeah, a new... Yeah, this is an easy over for me. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe if you factor in the fact that they've made one of the weirdest um, personnel blunders and fired Brian Flores uh, after sure. last season, that uh, maybe have something to do with it. So they're going to have to deal with a whole developing a whole new system and implementing that. Um, but I still think, um, I think they're going to have success with this system. I think that they've got some really, really talented pieces on offense and defense. Um, so I think 
I think I would definitely bet the over on the on the Dolphins this year. I'd have to take a closer look at their schedule first before I would actually I, I lay any cash. But it looks yeah. like they have um, both of the North divisions this year. If I'm not okay. mistaken, not easy. <laughs> not easy. Um, however, I actually do think that they could fare pretty well against the bottom half of the NFC North. Um, oh yeah. AFC North is a gauntlet, though. I think for for Definitely. any like developing team in the AFC, like AFC North is a gauntlet, and um, it's gonna be really dependent on when in the year they play the Browns. Uh, expecting that Deshaun Watson will be back probably the second half of the year. Um, so we'll see. Week ten. Week ten. Uh-oh. Ooh, yeah, like right in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, even I'd, I'd still take the over. Like I said, this is pretty safe for me because I just I don't see them regressing. I can see them running it back at nine and eight, but realistically, I do think this team is going to push for double digits. I think um, they. I know I've said this time and time again, but they have to be looking at the first half of last year as like a huge blunder that they need to correct so that they can get into the playoffs because they just should have been in the playoffs just like so many other teams in the AFC last year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take over on this one. Yeah, eight and a half, I I think over for sure. If they were able to win nine last year, uh, I think nine again is not uh, too lofty of an expectation. Yeah, agreed. Okay, cool. Let's bounce over to the New England Patriots. I'm just not going to say anything this time. We'll just start blind. Where where are you going to put the over-under on the New England Patriots? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. It's actually an eight and a half, which I find kind of interesting. Again? Okay. Yeah. Um, strange. Um, I you know, just found out that mm-hmm. they drafted an offensive lineman from UT Chattanooga. So that's They did, yeah. Cole Strange in the first round, who... Many were scratching their heads at that uh, decision. That was a guy that was optimistically rated as a, a third-round player, and old Billy B went ahead and took him in the first. So um, we'll see how that pans out. But um, now that I think about it, uh, I think seeing them move maybe in the negative direction makes a little sense because of some of the pieces that they lost uh, on their defense especially. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost J.C. Jackson. He went to the Chargers. They lost several of their important um, linebacking pieces. So I think this defense might struggle a little bit. And um, if we don't see Mac Jones take a huge step forward, he was good last year, not great. Um, if we don't see them take a step forward, then uh, yeah, a, a little bit of regression might not be out of the picture. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I'm really looking at like this team and the dolphins like kind of being on like fighting for a, a clear like second berth in this division right now because yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people would say that it's like the dolphins to prove but i actually think that we're <laughs> i think like that the patriots had a, an easier schedule last year than they're going to have this year also um just i think a lot of their wins were off of being like pretty one note. And by the time that they started losing, it was kind of because other teams like they're, they got dismantled in the playoffs because of how one note they were. So like yeah. for both of those reasons, I feel like the dolphins really aren't that far behind right now. Um, it, it, both of these teams are going to struggle to take a game off of the bills this year. I think, I mean, I, my bills bias m- might be showing a little this episode, but I think that, um like they're a pretty clear contender for Super Bowl champions right now um like 
probably most of the league's favorite at the moment. So it's going to be tough for either of these teams to take a game off of the Bills. But uh, like, if I were to guess who could, who's like mo- more likely to win one or even potentially two, like I, I, I'm, I guess I'm leaning towards the Bills. If I mean, I guess I'm leaning towards the Patriots if for no other reason than just Belichick being more you know, more practiced against this Bills program than whoever ends up being the starting coach for uh, the Dolphins. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, eight and a half for the Patriots. I'd probably take that also, but, like, uh, nine wins for them, ten for the Dolphins is maybe what I would sort of expect. Where where do you feel about this team right now? Looking at their schedule, um, they have some cakewalks. I mean... And they get to play the Jets twice, obviously. They got mm. they get the Bears, they get the Lions, who might be kind of scrappy. But uh, they've also got some tough games. I mean, obviously, they have to pay, play the Bills twice. I think they probably lose to the Dolphins at least one out of the two times that they play. Um, got to play the Packers, the Vikings, uh, Ravens. So uh, I'm actually going to lean under, I think, on the Patriots this year. I think seven or eight wins is probably what my heart feels for this team. Uh, mm-hmm. Cameron's probably going to come at me for this take, but... Seven or eight seems right for the Patriots uh, right now. And the, in the middle of July, that's my take. Solidified <laughs> the Dolphins ahead of the Patriots going. Yeah, I think season. so. I think I the mean, system that Mike McDaniel is bringing. Sorry, Mike Mc. Crap. Yeah, there's no S on because there's Mike McDaniel. He's the coach of the Dolphins that got hired, and there's Josh McDaniels yeah. with an S that got hired as the Raiders head coach. So I get him confused, but I think the system he's going to bring over from 49ers. I think that that offense is really going to evolve, and I think the Patriots are kind of trending in the opposite direction, if I'm being honest. But could be wrong. Yeah, the Patriots were such an interesting case all of last year because it was like, oh, they seem so simple. And then it's like, oh, no, they're starting to do all this other stuff, and like Mac Jones can, you know, throw for four. And then. It's like, eh, but maybe they are, they are pretty simple and just yeah. like every now and then, like versus some like easier opponents, they have to change up the game plan a little bit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not really convinced. I feel like there are a lot of people who just understandably give a natural bias towards this program just because of like how many times Bill has been able to do it in the past, but um, like we still have not seen him do it without Tom Brady. So I, I feel like it's fair to have a little, like just a little bit of like, I don't think that any given program could be a championship program under Bill Belichick skepticism. Um, yeah. But sure, remains yeah. to be seen. All right. Let's get into the final team for the AFC East. I guess I've already said, I think that I, I, I think that this team is potentially pushing for number one team in the league power rankings wise. Um, They're the current favorite to win the Super Bowl on uh, most sports books. Yeah. They're the only team that I can confidently say right now is going to be in my top three when I do my power rankings. Like that, like there are are like five or six others that I could say, and then like, yeah, I kind of stop myself on, but this is the only team that I can like confidently say it's going to be my top three Um, Mm. really solid squad (laughs) that they've put together uh over in buffalo you know basically just the same team that we've seen them working with for the past couple of years except they had a pretty good off season they got an all-pro cornerback also got von miller which is huge obviously my favorite player in the league even though he owns a board ape 
Um, they got, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, like this program, I think any NFL listener knows, like both of us think this program was cooking, cooking last year and yeah. had an easy road to the Super Bowl and would have put up a fight against the Rams, in my opinion, if, if just a little bit had gone differently in that stupid, stupid game versus the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Man. Andrew, where are you putting the over-under for the Buffalo Bills? So the Buffalo Bills won how many games last year? They were 11-6 and six last 11. year. Um, I'm going to put their over-under at uh, 10.5. Sounds good. This is interesting. Their offense was ranked 31st in variance, <laughs> which actually doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> didn't they, didn't so they like, shut out by the, the Jags? They, I think it was like 9-6. to six or something so yeah. basically yeah yeah they were the second least consistent offense in the nfl last year yeah that that makes sense when you think about that game and like just they had some other dud showings to be honest but yeah um i think their their defense like maybe looked bad once over the course of the whole year and looked like the best defense in the league for like seven or eight games whereas the offense only was really pushing for that title a few times and had, yeah a good amount of blunders over the course of the season. Um, yeah, the so yeah, they were eleven and six last year. Where are you going to put drop that line? Uh, ten and a half. Ten and a half. So um, the line has actually been put at. They get just better. Eleven and a half is where it's been set. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. That's a high line. Yeah, I, and I gotta say, like, I think their schedule is a little bit tougher. Um, they open versus the Rams. Which is mm. crazy. That's their like cross league game. I'm pretty sure. So like like your your 17th matchup is gotcha. Yeah. So I mean potential Super Bowl uh, preview on week one. So that's kind of fun. Uh, but then yeah, they play the Titans as the South winner, and then they play all of both North divisions, and then they play the Chiefs as the winner of the AFC North. <laughs> so. Oof. Tough schedule, man. Tough schedule. Probably for the, Bills. the toughest schedule in the league. I think that the Bills are the best team in the league, and I would love to see them take 12 wins out of this schedule, but like it's tough. I don't know. It's tough. Um, like to get 12 wins, that means they have to like survive their division and essentially trounce the, the AFC North. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, all that being said, I'm going over for the Bills yeah. here. I think that they're just an incredible team. Uh, we've really seen an ascension these last few years. Uh, sort of aligns with when they were adopted as the NFL's squad. So uh, I, don't, I don't think that's a coincidence there. But I think that they, I think that if they can get that offensive cons- consistency to where it needs to be, where they're not the second least consistent offense in the league, um, I think that we're going to see another year of dominance from the bills. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them win 12 or 13 games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to your point, when, the, when this team inevitably wins a super bowl and we both buy our championship merch, we have documented proof <laughs> that we're not bandwagoners. We True. Are... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I love watching this team heat up. I completely agree. I think that they've been getting stronger every year. And I think like, and I think it's not a coincidence that this little article I was looking at talking about odds mentioned like 
that 31st in the league and variant stat specifically because like that is certainly the one thing that this team is really going to be hammering down on during this offseason i think um all year i remember saying that like josh allen sometimes just like really wasn't able to do his thing and they just kind of looked up the creek a little bit on the field i feel like that happened sort of in the last quarter of the game that we saw them play against the titans like yeah he, he just started getting pressured on way too hard and they just didn't really know what to do anymore um so like Hopefully they're focusing on like, you know, flow chart a little bit during this off season. Um, but I think like with just a little bit more of a dynamic game plan, like, like I said earlier, they take that game versus the chiefs and this is potentially our returning super bowl champions stealing yeah. Von Miller away from the actual super bowl champions. So um, pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. I'm taking the over as well. Um, even though, like you said, 11 and a half is a high line, but I think, like I don't know, I, I would be I would be sad, I guess, to have an NFL season where the best team in the league is like eleven, <laughs> yeah, and six. So yeah, yeah. Yep. So you took the under on the uh, the Patriots, right? Or did you take? I did. The... Okay. Oh no, I took the over on the Patriots. Oh, okay, cool. I'm just yes, uh, making a note for our for our records here, Makes um, sense. so we can actually go back at the end of the season <laughs> to see what. Uh, so what that we got does on. it for the. AFC East, I believe. That's correct. So let's move on over to the, the division, East. which I have the most best interest. The NFC East. Uh, we'll start at the top with the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, uh, the Cowboys went 12 and 5, were pretty great on offense uh, had, and, and defense, really. This was a good team last year in the regular season, had a, uh, a net point differential of 172. So Pretty solid. Uh, six and zero in the division last year. Beat down on the Eagles twice. I don't really count the second one because the Eagles were playing backups the whole time. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Twelve and five last year. What do you think the line is for the Cowboys this season? I'm gonna say ten and a half. Close. Uh, yeah. You're right to. You're right to be more pessimistic. It's ten actually. 10? So, wow. Yeah. Wow. I was so. even thinking like it might be eleven. Yeah, now the um, win total dropping down two entire wins for the Cowboys based on this line. And, you know, I think it makes sense after what we saw from them in the playoffs. Just a lot of ineptitude from the coaching staff and just inconsistent play from their star players. Uh, losing Amari Cooper is definitely going to be a huge hit to their wide receiver room. Um, Zeke didn't look the same for a lot of last year, although it came out that he was playing with an injury for most of the year. So hopefully yeah. uh, he's doing better this year. And they had the emergence of Micah Parsons as uh, one of the best linebackers in the league already as a rookie last year. So that'll be good for them. But I I like to see them uh, trending in the negative direction. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you would. Um, yeah. I am obviously a little skeptical about the Cowboys. I think like in this era where there are so many teams that look really, really good, like some of the hype around like some of these teams breaking into being pretty good, like are forgetting still how much like stronger of a professional football team, a team in the NFL can be than another. And like we have teams you know, like the Raiders and the Cowboys and the um, <laughs> the Patriots that can play dress up all season um, and convince a few people that they're like elite caliber NFL squads. But like, 
these three teams are not ready for championships at all. Um, and I think the Cowboys are really in a, for a bit of a rude awakening just because of how much better the Eagles are going to look this year. I don't really expect a whole lot out of the other two, but like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas dropped at least one of the four to them this time around. I feel like it's sort of lucky anytime you like go six and zero in the division. Definitely, yeah. You have like the the three worst teams in the league as your divisional partners. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I might honestly take the under even at ten. Like I'm looking at their schedule right now: Buccaneers, Rams, Bengals. Two against the Eagles, obviously the Packers. I mean, that's a tough schedule. Titans. Um, yeah. So, a lot of difficulty. Now, I will admit, a lot of these other games look sort of easy. So, I think that this line is maybe like right where it needs to be. But mm-hmm. um, I, I don't see them breaking double digits, uh, and I certainly don't see them getting eleven wins. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take the under here. Yeah, going through their schedule myself, it's really going to be dependent on if they do drop some games in the division this year. If they go like 3-3 three and three in the division this year, I'm going to say that they're going to be under uh, this 10 mark. Mm-hmm. I think 9-8 and eight would be a, a square, be squarely where they would be uh, in that situation. So I'm going to take the under uh, just because I hate them and <laughs> that makes me happy to do. So uh, under for both of us on the Cowboys here. Love to hear it. And um, with that... Let's move on to the moment we've all been waiting for. The uh, best team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, finished at 9-8 and eight last year. Never mind the fact that they did not beat a single team that was a playoff team uh, in the regular season. Un- unimportant. 1-7 uh, against or teams. Or in the postseason. <laughs> or in the postseason. Surely didn't beat anybody in the postseason except the Eagles. 1-7 uh, against teams with a uh, uh, winning percentage above 500, I'm pretty sure. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Another year of development for Jalen Hurts, uh, getting A.J. Brown added to this wide receiver core. I think we're going to see some ascendancy for the Philadelphia football team, as I like to call them. <laughs> um, where do you think the line is for them? Nine and eight last year. Um, huh. I, I, f- I feel like I'm hearing most of the league predict the Eagles to take the division. So I'm going to guess that the line would be put ahead of Dallas's. You know what? Since Dallas ended up being at 10, I'm going to say that they have Philly at 10 and a half. I think they were up at 10 at one point this offseason, but when I check, they're back down to nine and a half. So I'm really? thinking about ham- hammering that over. I think they can get one more win, certainly, than they did last year. I'm pretty sure they have the 31st uh, strength of schedule in terms of difficulty. So I got to say, like um, hearing those stats that you just rambled off like um i i love a gatekeeper team like that like just they just kind of stat check every team in the nfl i appreciate that and now it hurts to know that denver failed that stat check, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say pretty I think handily funny. i must say that was a that was a great game yeah true um uh, i just want to point out um i've mentioned this a couple of times but you know, NFL's Bowl 2023 watch. If both of our teams finish in the same place in the division this year, they get to play against each other. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I could very easily see us both being first or both disappointing both of us and, and ending up in second with yeah. the Chiefs and Cowboys staying on top. But um, I'm hoping for it. 
Uh, now, if you guys fall in a second, I'm just going to hope that a miracle happens for you because I'm not going to start rooting against us in the name <laughs> of an NFL is bull. But, uh, wow. Not really I, committed to the show. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, I will say I'm excited about – I think last year we were kind of jokingly like, oh, yeah, both of our teams have like off-season ambitions. And even though your team actually ended up making it in, like nothing really happened. But this year, like this could actually be an optimistic season of NFL is um, – yeah, just looking at the schedule, I mean, I mean, yeah, you want to talk a little bit. I know you did your extra point. Hopefully, hopefully our listeners have listened. I have, so um, you guys can stop egging my house with threats about going to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, so you know, you don't have to give the whole rundown again, but do you just want to quickly talk about a couple of the highlights that have earned Eagles, oh, the yeah. Eagles, some random clout in the in the communication space? For sure. I mean, like I mentioned, uh, Jalen Hurts. His basically best friend, A.J. Brown, is now a member of the team. That's going to be his immediate number one wide out. To pair with Devontae Smith, who is a pretty good number one wide receiver already. So we got two dogs in the wide receiver room, I must say. And uh, some some great moves on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. Picking up James Bradbury to shore up the outside uh, across from Darius Slay at the cornerback and just bringing back a dominant defensive line and offensive line as well. I think that the Eagles are in a really good spot to dominate. Um, yeah. Especially with that easy schedule, like I mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, I'm seeing games against the lions and the Jags and the Steelers and yeah, a lot of yeah. pretty simple stuff. The Colts, yeah, that's a pretty easy schedule. I can totally see them breaking double digits. I can totally see them clinching out this division. Um, it's going to come down to beating Dallas. I mean, like, obviously just 0-2 cannot happen. Um, so that's really what it's all going to come down to. But I think I think since they were able to clinch a playoff position last year, like most people finally came around to respect the Eagles' run game. Um, so that's not really like a – oh my gosh, like you guys got to watch out for this run game anymore. I think now most people are really just looking at Jalen Hurts to like actually bring back some of his arm from college <laughs> and um, be compete with some of these other like very dynamic QBs that we have in the league right now. Um, yeah. But if he can do that, I, you know, I think this team is solid. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the over on, on nine and a half. All right. So. Uh, that's going to have us both picking the Eagles to win the NFC East. Uh, we didn't talk about it for the AFC East, but I think we're both obviously leaning Bills to win that division. Um, yeah, I'd go Bills-Dolphins, probably. Yeah. So, both of us taking the Eagles over 9.5. I just hate making long-term bets like that. And it's like, I have to wait so yeah. long for a payout. I'm so impatient. But anyway... Um, I was thinking moving, about um, parlaying like six over unders on teams and just like just kind of calling my shot on a few teams and just like check yeah. in on it all season. I think that'd yeah, be that'd a be a good thing, thing to, to do. On the show. If you got a sports book that'll let you do that, some reason some sports books don't let you parlay things like that, but Weird. I think you probably find one that does. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington football team, formerly redacted. Um, <laughs> They finished at 7-10 and and third in the division last year. Uh, some major moves for them this offseason. They picked up Carson Wentz, and he's going to be starting instead of Taylor Heineke. That 
pretty much ends their offseason moves. Um, besides signing Terry McLaurin to an extension, uh, their number one right receiver. What do you think is going to be the over-under for this team? Uh, seven and a half. I'm going to say that they just expect them to progress a little bit. Very close. They have it at eight. So, really? yeah, which makes picking a side pretty hard for me. How do you feel? Uh, I don't know. This is probably the first time I've ever said this, but I don't love Carson Wentz. I don't think he's a great <laughs> prospect at QB. Um, I think even if you are soured on Carson Wentz, I think he is the best quarterback they've had in the past couple years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, easily, like, e- easily. Ever pretty since, easily. like, Alex Smith, I guess. Like, this is probably the best I, And I think he's better than the version of Alex Smith that they had. So yeah, you're probably it's been right. a It's been a minute. Um, yeah. If they would have had Ryan Fitzpatrick actually get to play last year, that might have been a different story, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. It's been rough. Um, I am cold as ice on Carson Wentz. However, <laughs> uh, however, I I think last year, kind of the narrative on Washington all year was like, oh yeah, this defense is going to be good, right? Come on, where is it? And we kind of sort of finally started seeing some sparks of that at the end of the season. Um, I'm expecting, I mean, a lot of the defense is running it back. And like one of the major reasons that they were being hyped up in Dynasty drafts so hard last year as a defense was because of like, um, how young of, of a defense they were um, and how like exciting of a prospect that was as well. So I think like this defense is going to look really good this year. Um, this division has an easy schedule in general, plus like finishing third is going to get you an easy schedule in the NFC. Man, NFC teams that aren't the first seed in their division are not very good. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not very good. Um so basically any team that isn't an NFC seed is like first seed can have an easy schedule. But I, yeah, like you said, putting it at eight is a little tough because they're basically just like asking me to choose if they're going to go like positive or not. Um, and I, I don't, I think that there is a good chance they're going to finish at eight and nine. I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Like I, like I said, even though I'm pretty cold on Carson Wentz, I do think that, like you said, it's clearly better than anything else that they've had. And they've been, they've managed to put together like, I mean, a playoff appearance a couple of years ago um, and uh, pulling out seven wins out of their rear last year. So I, I think that this team should pretty easily go nine and eight. This team kind of screams like barely above 500 to me. So yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the over. Yeah, was, that's surprising. I thought uh, we were going to disagree here, but I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, like I said, I think Carson Wentz is the best quarterback that they've had in a long time. He's going to be the best quarterback that uh, Terry McLaurin has had throwing him the ball. So we'll see if maybe we can he can recognize some of that potential and hype because I always hear him getting hyped up so much, especially in the fantasy community, and he just has not really done anything to show why. And this year I think we'll finally figure out if it was quarterback play or not because. Uh, for all his faults, Carson Wentz supported a very solid fantasy season for Michael Pittman, at least last year. Um, and then on top of that, taking Jahan Dotson in the first round, that's going to be a good guy to catch uh, deep passes from Wentz. And uh, like you said, that defensive line is pretty nasty if they're able to stay healthy. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm going to go over eight as well. I think that also their O-line is um, pretty solid and they are playing a lot of pretty bad like running defenses this season. So if like 
worst comes to worst and Carson is nothing like they can just do what Indianapolis did and just like exactly make a yeah. hand off the ball every pass. They can ride <laughs> Antonio Gibson to nine and yeah. eight, just like the Colts rode Jonathan Taylor to nine and eight. Yeah, I think and the Antonio Gibson is going to get a bunch of MVP nods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, what a what a fun timeline that would be. All right, let's let's bring it home with the team I've been most excited to talk about this episode. <laughs> Big blue. Let's talk about the New York Giants saving the best for last. Obviously, <laughs> uh, the New York Giants finished at four and thirteen last year. Last we saw the Giants, they were quarterback sneaking on third and thirteen from their own four yard line. Um, so that regime is gone. Uh, Joe Judge no longer a head coach. Um, <laughs> They actually brought in Brian Dable, the uh, offensive coordinator of the Bills the last few seasons. So Giants fans, I know, are hoping away that um, he can bring out the the inner Josh Allen in Daniel Jones. I don't He's think gonna it's going to happen. Josh Allen out <laughs> He's going to squeeze the yes uh, from from dimes to to Allen. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think we could see the best year we've seen from Daniel Jones. Whether that translates into, you know, a lot of more wins yeah. remains to be seen. The defense is going to be pretty bad, um, but we'll see how that goes. What do you think the over-under is for the Giants this year? Mm, I'm going to say f- five and a half. So Vegas, pretty optimistic about the day ball move. The Giants are sitting at seventh for their over-under yeah. after winning four last year. Now, I think part of it is I think they have the easiest schedule based on opponent uh, winning percentage from last season. But ew, seven wins uh, after winning four last, year, last year. What's that? No, they did have an easy schedule last year, too. I do think that Brian Dayball is going to be the correct move for them moving forward as a franchise. But still Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I don't and- know. I mean, if I was an optimistic... Giants fan, I would probably be saying that a lot of people thought that Josh Allen wasn't really going anywhere. For yeah, but that was after one or yeah. two seasons. This is going to be Daniel Jones's fifth year. I'm pretty I mean, sure. I it goes without saying. If I'm an optimistic Giants fan, that means I'm I'm addicted to the copium at this point. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, don't know. I think there is a world where they could win seven games. I don't think we live in that world. I don't though. think it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> Even with this easy schedule. I mean, like, I don't know. I, last year, like there was so much like, Oh my gosh, like this is the stars are lining up for the giants. Like, and this is going to be a huge year of progression for them. And um, I mean, like, sure. You can, blame the Saquon energy I mean the Saquon injury for like playing a role in that but like it was it was a year of regression for them somehow like they like more clearly define themselves as a bottom of the table team um and outside of like a, a couple random divisional wins or, or just like the one <laughs> the Eagles yeah <laughs> like it just didn't really make anything meaningful happen last year um and you know I think changing up the coach, like bringing in some, some bills offense. I think that is a good idea. I think Daniel Jones could be better. I think that they're trying to like give him a better supporting system, but I don't see them winning four more games this year than they did last year. So I'm going to have to go under on this one. I think. Yeah. I'm under on them too. Um, 
they had one of the worst wide receiving cores in terms of production in the whole NFL last year. Uh, and especially when you compare to how much they were spending on their wide receiver core, Kenny Galladay was pretty much a nothing burger for them to coin one of your famous terms. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll see if Kadarius Tony can break out. He showed flashes in like two games for them last year, but otherwise uh, was not worthy of a Justin Jefferson trade. But um, anyway, cool. Moving moving past that, yeah, both <laughs> under on the Giants. Um, yeah. So, like I said earlier, we both got the Eagles to win this division. Let's go, oh. dude. I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched about the Eagles this year. Yeah, me too. I'm optimistic about the Eagles to win the division. Honestly, more so than the Broncos. Um, even though I have a bet in for the Broncos to win the Super Bowl, I think like one of my like I I feel like my head is sort of expecting us to finish second in the division and then like have to prove it in the postseason. Um, but I don't know. I think the Eagles have this division unlocked for sure. So very exciting stuff. Um, and I am excited. I know that we wrapped up on them earlier, but I'm excited about the AFC East in general, which to me is the most left on division in the league. Um, even though we kind of like reined it in a little bit on the Patriots, I think everybody else is like firing up the like the bandwagon for the Patriots for us. That certainly was happening last year. Uh, maybe not as much this year, but I think a lot of people think that like their era of not being in the picture is over. Um, and the Dolphins, in my opinion, are just sort of getting started. So I think there's um, – th- that division has a lot of exciting things going on. And the East – the NFC East, I don't care about the other three. But, hey, at least I'm excited about the Eagles. <laughs> hey, go Birds, baby. Go Birds. Um, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for tuning in to yet another off-season episode of NFL is if you enjoyed it, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your dentist. Um, shout out to your dentist. We <laughs> shout out my dentist. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time since we moved. Um, uh Hope you're doing it's well. Fine. Your what was your streak for not going to the dentist is like what twenty three years? I think. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to the dentist till I was twenty two. Um, I only had to get two root canals. So shout out to yeah. me for taking pretty good care of my teeth without a dentist. Go to the dentist, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely um, go to the dentist. Go to the dentist and tell him to listen to our show. Tell him to listen to NFLs because he <laughs> might just be into football and podcasts. Ask him if he likes football and then tell him to listen to our podcast while his hands are in your mouth. Have this conversation. <laughs> um, Incredible. <laughs> anyway, my name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name is Drew Wade. And in conclusion, bird up, bird up, bird up, bird up, bird up, bird up. Bird up. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha